When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is the match preview. Newcastle welcome Liverpool to St James Park on December the 30th, the last game of 2020. And it's been a turbulent few weeks for Steve Bruce and it certainly does not get any easier with this game. Liverpool top of the table, but they will be angry. The words of Jurgen Klopp after his side dropped two points against West Brom. More on that in a moment. We're going to hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, as well as a very special guest in commentator, John Champion. Now, in a career which has spanned decades, you might remember John covering that famous night in Rotterdam as Newcastle beat Feyenoord 3-2 in the Champions League. He's worked for ITV, BBC, ESPN, and will be covering Newcastle's game against Liverpool live on Amazon Prime. Just before we hear from John, I think it's important to mention that 1-1 draw between Liverpool and West Brom. And in my opinion, Newcastle's task against Liverpool has just become even harder. Liverpool are going to be hurt. They're going to be angry. They're going to be wanting to rid themselves of that memory of this 1-1 draw. Dropping points to a side deep in relegation trouble is not something that a title-winning side does very often. So Jurgen Klopp, he was clearly disappointed after the game. We'll hear what he had to say about his team being angry in just a moment. But arguably, this is probably the worst thing that could have happened for Newcastle United facing Liverpool side who are just going to be really ready to, to potentially run wild at the next opposition. Unfortunately, that is Newcastle. Here is what Jurgen Klopp told the putters after the game. Yeah, come on, it's, I'm not the first day that uh, I'm not the first day in the job, and and we, we should have won a game, and or, or not, or we wanted to win a game, we didn't, and now we are all depressed or what? We lost the game, and um, the, the, it's it's more in between the boys are more angry than anything else. So that because they they know that it was not perfect, but that's it. And now we have, of course, to play the next game in three days. So we are not in we don't live in dreamland and just win football games because we want to win them. And we have to work for it and we have to play for it and we have to finish situations off and we have to pass in the right moment. These kind of things, what the boys are able to do. So that's it. In the end, if we just drew a Premier League game, that can happen. Actually, and even when the game was against West Brom, and they had a new manager, and they played in the first half of the system, I never, I didn't see a lot in my life. It's a six-four or whatever, so that's completely fine. Their challenge is to play this to stay this kind of discipline for the rest of the season. So we have we have to be disciplined as well in a different way. We have to do both: being offensive, active, creative, and defend. So and um, that's what we had to do, and we, we could have done that better tonight. So that's it. And Joel is injured, so that's not the first time now. And um, uh, that that and then center half is injured, and it's of course not good, especially if he now he was in a really good shape again. So, but we cannot change that, and we have just to accept it and carry on. Jurgen Klopp there after the side 1 1 draw with West Brom, and he sounded very angry, didn't he? And I guess if we're looking for positives ahead of this game against Liverpool and I am clutching at straws here it is the fact that Liverpool's need to get three points maybe isn't as uh, high as it would have been given what has happened on Monday evening Leicester drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace which means they drop 
two points. They would have gone on 31 points, one point behind Liverpool. And Everton's game against Man City has been called off due to Man City having several more tests of coronavirus. Had Everton won that, they would have gone level on points with Liverpool. And therefore, Jurgen Klopp would have obviously wanted his side to get the points to make sure they, they gain three-point lead at the top of the table. As it is, maybe the need to get those points isn't as high. Obviously, still going to want to win, still going to want to rid that memory of the West Brom game. And yeah, if you're in your Castle fan, you are again, you're kind of fearing what, what could happen here. Yeah, many people are fearing that City result. Thankfully, it was only 2-0. Nothing to celebrate, mind you, but at least the goal difference didn't take a dint. And I guess watching West Brom get a point against Liverpool, they showed Liverpool were vulnerable. And fans of Newcastle just want Newcastle to give it the same go. Don't fear them. You know, okay, maybe respect them, but don't fear Liverpool. You know, any team can beat any team. And West Brom showed that Liverpool can be get at with the right approach. Um, they had the better chances in the end, didn't they, West Brom? And they arguably maybe should have won the game. Um, and if Newcastle turn up with the right attitude and they just believe in themselves a bit more, you know, who's to say Newcastle can't grab a point? And I think the one thing for me is that you just don't want Newcastle to go in there just in the mindset of, OK, we turn up just to play this game because it's Liverpool, because it's the top team. No, Newcastle are better than that. Newcastle should be should be wanting more than that. That's what they should be looking at. That You know, they can get a point against Liverpool. They can beat Liverpool. But hey, um, you know, the mindset at the moment seems to be, in my opinion, a bit defaced. But that's just my opinion. We'll now hear the interview between Lee Ryder and commentator John Champion. Lee, how are you? Yeah, good. You yeah, fine, thank you. Specifically the Liverpool game, I think we're talking yeah. about. Um, always a, a big fixture, but but for you, this one with what's happening with Steve Bruce, he's, he's got a bit of a few issues with, with results. Um, yeah. And the, the way Liverpool are playing, 7-0 in the last game in great form. So what what's your thoughts on the game in general? Well, the first thing vis-a-vis Steve is... Um, I don't think you can. I don't think it's the sort of game that's going to define Newcastle's season. You know, yeah. good sides can be taken apart by Liverpool. So um, I, I don't see it as a barometer really for for Newcastle this fixture. I think it's almost it's almost a free hit really for yeah. them. Anything they get is a is a bonus, which I know is not what Newcastle fans think it should be about. But I just think that that's a dose of reality really at this stage because Liverpool are the preeminent team in the league by a margin and I think they've shown that even over the last week, particularly that performance against Tottenham who are going to be as difficult as anyone to break down this season. They found a way in the end and then the Cavalier display a few days on at at Palace. So it shows what a dangerous force they are and I just think Newcastle, they are where they are which is pretty much in my humble opinion where they should be given the resources that, that they've got. Yeah, they've They've improved the squad this year, no question. And Callum Wilson is a terrific goal scorer to have. And I, I think a lot of the other pieces in and around it are upgrades as well. But they're also still struggling to get over the COVID outbreak. It's having this lingering effect on a number of players. And I think this is, a, this is an aberrational season in so many ways. And I think it's one that Newcastle have just got to get through, hopefully survive without too many dramas, and then look to go again when hopefully the world is back on its axis. Yeah, and... As far as um, this fixture's continue, you'll have done many Newcastle Liverpool games. For some reason, it 
it's always a cracking game. It's, it might not always go Newcastle's way, but it always seems to be a cracking oh. game. Yeah, oh, always. I mean, I was thinking back. When I knew I was going to talk to you there, I thought, which of the games I've been at, Newcastle-Liverpool, that really stick in my mind? And the first one, I think, is, is the Andy Cole hat-trick back in the, the first season that, that Newcastle were in the, in, the pre- yeah, in the Premier League. Um, the two 4-3 games, both, I know not at St James's, but the two 4-3 games in the 90s, um, you know, the, the pictures of Stan Collymore and Keegan leaning over the advertising hoarding in despair when the, the goal went in in, in stoppage time. Um, I also look back, I remember vividly doing Alan Pardew's first game in charge, which was a 3-1 win over Liverpool. Uh, with a goal from distance by Andy Carroll that still sticks in my mind, which is more or less 10 years ago, not quite to the day, but not far off. Um, I also, I shudder to say this in front of Newcastle supporters, but I was I was at the microphone for the 6-0, the worst home defeat since 1925 in April of 2013. Um, and one of my one of my favourite games actually was the one back in 95-96, 2-1 Liverpool, uh, 2-1 Newcastle win. Steve Watson got the winner. Uh, who's now the manager of my club, York City. So I've got cause to remember that fondly. But so many memories of this. And, and I mean, on a, I mentioned the 6-0. The other downbeat moment that I remember was Joey Barton getting sent off at Anfield for a reckless, reckless foul win. I think Shearer was, was in charge and they ended up being relegated in 2009. So this is just one of those fixtures that brings back so many memories, both good and bad from a, a Newcastle perspective. Yeah, and this Liverpool team, I mean, you obviously commented on, on the great Liverpool team as well and the mm. transitional period they went through. I mean, the world champions and the European champions, all, all that goes with it. What, how, where do you rate this Liverpool team in terms of everything you've seen in your career? Very highly, very highly, because I think it's more and more difficult in the Premier League given the amount that those top group of clubs are able to spend. More and more difficult to be an outstanding side amidst them all. But I think they are. I mean, to me, they're head and shoulders above Manchester City, for example. And you've seen Chelsea spend very happily, uh, heavily. And, and they're still nowhere near Liverpool in terms of their standard and their threat and their likely achievements. So I think sustaining it over a period of time is always is always the, the end judgment on a great team. So the Liverpool side of the late 70s, 80s, towards the start of the 90s, they created a dynasty. Ferguson created a dynasty at Manchester United. Wenger, for a shorter period of time, had a dynasty at Arsenal. Um, so my next point of interest and my next question mark over Liverpool is, can Klopp create that same sort of dynasty achievement rather than just a season or two of brilliance? And that's going to take five or six years to get the answer. Yeah, of course. Of course. And... And with Newcastle again, without the crowd, um, how's that going to be for, for, for you as a commentator? Well, it's tough. It's tough to commentate. I mean, not least because so much, I mean, I can't be seen to favour any Premier League team, but for lots of reasons, St James's Park is just about my favourite Premier League stadium and always has been. It's partly because I've got family from the northeast. You know, my mother came from Blythe. My grandfather was the borough treasurer of Blythe Council for many years. My grandmother's from Gateshead. So I used to get taken to the northeast a lot from my family home in York as a kid. And I could remember being on a Saturday afternoon shopping in the middle of Newcastle, walking up Street, you know, Grey Street and Granger Street, and hearing the roar of the crowd from St James's at the top of the hill, and thinking, I wonder what it must be like to be inside there. To you know, many many years of coming and watching some of the great games at St James's as well. But so I always look forward with a particular enthusiasm to coming to St. James's Park, particularly now that I'm living and working 
in America. So I don't get to see so much of the, the Premier League at first hand. And I think Newcastle have actually, as a team, been more grievously hit than most by the absence of a crowd, just because they're a wonderful 12th man. And so I've got slightly mixed feelings about this in that I can't wait to walk up the little hill past the statue of Sir Bobby on the way into the ground. But at the same time, it's not going to be the usual St. James's Park experience for me. Just before I left for America, my last Premier League game was January 2019 when Newcastle beat Manchester City midweek at St. James's. And we had the full experience. And I was very happy to walk away rather wistfully thinking, I've just seen St. James's Park at its best on a big night for the club when they've really performed above and beyond expectations. So going back, you know, even if they beat Liverpool, which is far beyond, you know, it's, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility at all, given Newcastle's DNA and Liverpool, great though they are, do have the occasional off day. It still won't be one of those great St. James's Park occasions. And that's, that's what I, I can't wait to return to those because I think 52,000 in St. James's Park with Newcastle at it is just about the most enervating experience that the Premier League has to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that Man City game mm. um, and the DNA of Newcastle. And that's the strange thing about them, isn't it? That for, for all they lost to Brentford, you know, a weakened Brentford team last night, they were awful at Leeds. They were awful against Fulham. They were very lucky to get a point. But suddenly, these three games, everyone's assuming they're going to get no points. Man City, Liverpool and Leicester. But as you say, it's something in the water, isn't it? Many Newcastle fans would love a smoother ride, you know, yeah. where you can be pretty sure what the level of performance is, what the likely result is going to be. But I tell you what, wouldn't that be dull? Wouldn't yeah. that be boring? And yeah. I think it is, it's the roller coaster nature of Newcastle. I know it's easy for me as a, a neutral to say, but that's, that's half of the appeal. As, as a neutral but professional football watcher, you know, what's going to happen next to this crazy club yeah. on or off the pitch? Mm. But it's just, they're close to my heart because I, I think, to me, the fan base is such that it just matters more, to me, it matters more to them than to just about any other group of supporters. You know, I, I just, I'm convinced that the first waking thought of a Newcastle fan is for their football team every morning. And I'm not sure that's the case with a lot of other teams. And that's, that's what makes them so special. And why, you know, there are perhaps on occasion unrealistic expectations. You know, usually, usually the league table more or less resembles the wage bill and the amount paid out on transfers. And they were, I'm sure this season, they won't be far away from the place they should be given that measure. Thanks to John for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. And if you guys look out on our podcast channel in the new year, in the first week of January, you'll hear more from John as he speaks about his friendship with Sir Bobby Robson and shares his view on the job that Steve Bruce has done so far at Newcastle United. We're now going to hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, who spoke to me after the Man City game as we looked for positives to take in to the clash against Liverpool. Liverpool next on the horizon. Can you see positives from this game to take into into that one? Yeah, in some ways I can, but they're playing Liverpool, who are the best team in the world at the minute. So there's no there's no doubt about that. They've won the World World Club Championship. They've won the Champions League. They're the Premier League champions. They are serial winners. I think they'll be a, a tougher test than Man City. I mentioned there, Man City haven't been that that good this season. So I hope there's a similar sort of metal from from Newcastle um, that they can display against Liverpool. But by the same token, 
you know, they can't get complacent about themselves. They have just lost 2-0. So I think they really need to, um, to, to push on now. And do we think Callum Wilson will be back into that starting lineup then? Because obviously we said he had a bit of a knock and we've got Ryan Fraser as well with a groin injury. Um, they'll be two big misses if they, they don't appear against Liverpool. Um, yeah, I think they've obviously got a few problems, a few niggles and knocks, but uh, hopefully hopefully the, um, they can put a team out there worthy of you know at least putting up a fight against Liverpool. And there we have it, ladies and gents. The final Everything is Black and White podcast of 2020. It's been a pleasure to be able to bring you all your Newcastle United podcast needs and there'll be plenty more to come in 2021, which we hope will be a more happy and entertaining year on and off the pitch and in society in general. I just want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing. And if you haven't left a review yet, please do so, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. To follow the build-up, the team news, the live match action and post-game reaction to the game against Liverpool, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk. And I'm wishing you all the best. Hopefully the result against Liverpool is one that we, uh, we can celebrate and it leads you into what will be a wonderful New Year's Eve and I hope you have a good one. Wishing you all the best for a happy New Year. <laughs>